Well, of course, we've been talking about it a lot uh, over the past uh, couple of years, certainly over the past number of months during the election campaign, about improving community safety and how do we end violent crime. We've seen a number of initiatives uh, through the city, through Edmonton Police, through the provincial government. There's a, a keynote being delivered tomorrow evening in the city of Edmonton by an expert in this area. Dr. Irvin Waller is the author of the science and secrets of ending violent crime. And Dr. Waller joins us this morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Nice to have you here. So your background in this in this area, uh, give us an idea of why this has been an area of study for you. And I guess, you know, in a nutshell, what you've learned. Well, I started life doing a PhD on uh, the effectiveness of prisons and parole. And basically, the conclusion was that prisons and parole do not reduce uh, violence very much. And so I got interested in um, the views of victims and what they wanted, and in what really does reduce violent crime. So I've been at this now for 50 years. um, And basically, we know a lot about how to stop violent crime if we start early enough. And that's basically before young men start committing uh, crimes. And the knowledge we have today uh, shows that we can reduce violent crime within a three to five year period across a city by uh, close to 50%. Uh, And we know this from examples of uh, youth outreach programs, of programs that uh, help young men um, stop and think before they uh, get involved in revenge, um, stuff to do with uh, helping uh, parents. And we know this from cities that have uh, actually reduced violence by uh, 50% over a three-year period, well, and add a couple of years for the planning and then three years. So uh, there's a lot of knowledge there, uh, and it's not being used. So, Dr. Waller, the uh, the answer to stopping violent crime is better social programs and just starting earlier. It's not necessarily law and order steps? Uh, That's correct, but they're quite specific things. it, it, it uh, it's well known that a lot of um, violence, both offenders and uh, victims, come from disadvantaged areas within cities. And so people talk a lot about uh, reducing poverty and, um, and reducing racism. And, but those are very long-term things. Um, but we also know that within those areas, it's uh, a relatively small group of young men who are the, the main uh, folk involved in the violence. So the secret to short-term uh, reductions is focusing on those young men. And yes, those young men uh, will eventually be the focus of uh, policing. But if you get to them before they become the focus of policing, uh, you can significantly reduce the number of those who are involved in gangs and guns and violence and um, 
violence against uh, women in the same age range. And Dr. Irvin Waller joining us uh, this morning, the author of The Science and Secrets of Ending Violent Crime, giving a presentation in the city tomorrow evening. Um, so we, you touch on on um, some of those programs, but then where, where does policing come into play here? And, 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 and what does this mean? How, what, what would the change be for policing, police services? Well, what we see in Canada and other countries is that... Uh, Policing is primarily reactive. So uh, an offense takes place and uh, somebody calls 911 and the police come. And uh, if they have a suspect, they arrest that person and then there's uh, a whole investigation that go, goes on. So uh, that is basically after the, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, there is certainly a role for what's called proactive policing. Yes. Um, you have a program called HELP here in Edmonton that is uh, certainly uh, going in the right um, in the right direction. Uh, what we see is a need really for uh, two or three things from policing. Yes, they need to uh, go after um, guns and uh, and also go after uh, knives if knives are being used in uh, in, in, in stabbings. Uh, they also need to uh, push uh, or refer uh, young men who are getting involved in violence to services that can uh, turn them around. And, and uh, that's an important uh, role. And I think it's really important for police leadership and police uh, unions to be champions for prevention. They they, they see uh, what happens when you don't get upstream and and, and stop these young men uh, getting involved in violence? So they need to really um, push for uh, the sort of uh, strategies that will actually stop that and um, push for adequate and sustained funding for those programs that will uh, significantly reduce violence over a relatively short time. And Dr. Waller, you talked uh, earlier about uh, prisons and parole, saying that that um, doesn't necessarily work. There's been a lot of talk in this country um, uh, over the past number of years, and certainly the public safety minister recently talking about bail reform um, because that's what Canadians, uh, well, a, a vocal uh, number of Canadians saying that they want to see. Are you saying that, you know, tougher bail, keeping uh, people in jail for what they've done longer doesn't work? Uh, in simple terms, yes. Uh, I, I think what we have to understand is that the uh, efforts to, it's really tinkering with the, the bail system are, um are, are too late. Uh, it's interesting that those changes are not really based on evidence. So that if they'd actually used more data, they could probably be uh, more uh, focused on ways of stopping the folk who are most at risk of uh, violence. But they don't have that data. Um, and I think the issue of data is really important. Um, what my book does is bring together the data Mm -hmm. on what works to stop violence. So it's very uh, evidence-based and um, so we can have confidence that we if we actually do those things we will get uh, important results and 
I, I come at this from a, a very victim perspective. I got a major resolution through the UN in my uh, younger days in 1985 on victim rights. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think the public who wants safety, the people who, who want to see a change so they're not at risk of being victims of violence, um, they need decision makers who are actually using evidence to to deal with crime and where the best evidence uh, is available is uh, preventing it. Doctor, almost out of time here, but um, can you give us an idea of where this strategy has in fact worked? What cities have embraced it and seen change? Well, uh, Glasgow is the most famous example because it has uh, homicide rates somewhat similar to us and a social welfare net somewhat similar to us. So it reduced uh, violence by 50% within three years. It took a little bit of time to get going. And that is being replicated across the United Kingdom by their national government. So the mayor of London was re-elected on a tough on causes, tough on crime mandate. And he basically is implementing the Glasgow model. I think it's also important to point to Boston, where the new mayor has promised a 20% reduction in shootings and homicide over the next three years. And the strategies that she is putting in place are the strategies that are basically identical to what I talk about in my book. Interesting. If you want to hear more about those strategies, you can uh, listen to Dr. Irvin Waller tomorrow night. There's a public lecture at the University of Alberta. Uh, Dr. Waller, looking forward to uh, hearing more about this and the panel of guests that are going to debate it with you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for your interest. Take care. Dr. Irvin Waller, the author of The Science and Secrets of Ending Violent Crime. All sorts of different ideas out there, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, (laughs) what is the solution? There isn't the solution. There's a bunch of solutions. So explore them all. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.